but darkness did cover the world once in legend. We know so little about the Keyblade War, only that it was just the beginning. Where's Sora? This is the video game with Sora in it. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm good. That's it. That's Nothing? all I got. <laughs> okay, alright, great. Uh, so today <laughs> we are jumping right into a new video game. By new, I don't mean in the normal sense, where that would imply that the game has come out in any the relevant in any recent year this game is old by those standards but it's new to us because it's the first time we get to talk about birth by sleep we're taking it back it's prequel time joe going back to the past to play a really good game that i enjoy a lot <laughs> this game is so fun yeah we are also going back to the past in another way because the monkey's back. Welcome to my gaming jungle! Back to watching the, the, our favorite YouTube Let's Player, JetMonkeyHD Gaming. It was a nice excursion to be visiting with Cyberman65. Cyberman65 did an incredible job c- cutting together the 358 movie with the actual game. But I just was missing that monkey flair. And it's back. For you. That's true, because explain to the people how we're doing this differently. Uh, well, Wheels is studying under the tutelage of HD Gaming and taking uh, uh, very diligent notes on the happenings of the games. And I'm... Uh, the, I'm the official lore keeper of Got It Memorized. <laughs> yeah, so Wheels has taken a, a, the notes on behalf of both of us because I'm literally just playing video games now, and that's it, and just kind of... By vi- not I, just you're not just sitting there playing Dragon Ball Fighters. You're, you're yes, at, you are you are playing too. Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Yes, I I picked up Birth by Sleep. We 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 recorded the the last episode. Our our scheduling is weird right now, but we recorded what like three four days ago. It feels like a year. Yeah. Um, in the opposite direction uh, of time, and so. When we did that, I was like, oh, we have to record kind of soon. It's like, uh, we don't have a whole week, so I should probably start playing that damn game. And I have beaten Terra Story already, because I forgot how fun that game is. Who's Terra? <laughs> Good question. Uh, the game begins with an opening cinematic. I didn't really write much of it down, because it mostly just like goes through the plot of the game visually, yeah. and so I didn't really... It's uh, no, make too many notes of it. Yeah, just for for some extra context for the the percentage, the question mark percentage of people that listen to this show and don't really know Kingdom Hearts or don't watch along to stuff. Um, it's it's simple and clean again, and a lot of footage of these three kids that we 
are gonna about we're about to get pretty familiar with. One of them does look exactly the same as Roxas, and it's a lot of new footage mixed in with the secret movie from two that we saw the the Power Rangers with Keyblades and the weird old man and the moon. Because those folks are our main characters this time. Mm-hmm. There is one little bit of there's one tidbit that I would like to note from the opening cinematic because I found it thematically interesting. Mm. Uh, one, the, one of the three uh, Power can Rangers. I, uh, can I mention, I have one also. Can I mention mine first because yours is the ending of the movie? How, how, did, you, how did you know that's what I was going to talk about? I don't know. It's like I can just <laughs> see into all the things you wrote down. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I, see, I thought you were playing up the bit. That's going to be, oh, that's, it's like you're looking into my brain in a way that I don't <laughs> love. Fine. You do have my notes right in front of you. It's Go like, ahead. It's like uh, you, <laughs> your heart was incomplete and you reached out to a heart that was like four years younger. Um, <laughs> and I filled oh in the gaps. Um, <laughs> well, that'll make sense in a little bit if you don't know what we're talking about. So what I was going to point out, and this was talked about in the Discord a little bit ago but i thought about it it made me think about it a little bit more there's a scene where tara is running away from like the darkness or whatever and then it's sort of like the camera pans and then it becomes tara is the tall one and vin is the one that ventus is the one that looks like roxas and the camera sort of pans and it's vin running towards it and the hallways sort of change but i think it's when tara is running it's just like these long white walls that Kind of are reminiscent of Castle Oblivion, um, but yep. it's more specifically, uh, if, you, if you notice, it looks like the castle in this first world we're going to start in Land of Departure. And that's a thing oh. worth pointing out. Um, the deep lore. The deep lore. But please, please tell me about the, the other thing, which is also worth mentioning. So Ventus is, uh, there's a part where he is like, falling in that same like dive to the heart motion we see all the time where the main where one of the main characters is falling and then they land they're falling through like darkness or water and then sort of land with their feet up on on stained glass but instead ventus is he falling because i didn't remember if i saw him i thought i saw aqua and terra falling and could be vin was just there i might be wrong i might just not caught vin until the thing breaks but could very could very well be but at some point he we kind of zoom out and he starts shining brightly until he becomes a shooting star and we pan down to a beach that's at destiny islands and we see a young sora and riku watching shooting stars and ventus was one and i guess he's a star man (laughs) i don't i don't know what to conclude from that but i like the idea of like because this is a prequel game, uh, I don't know. I feel like culturally we associate looking to the stars with looking into the past. Like constellations tell mythological stories about the past, and young Sora and Riku looking up. I like that connection. I think what it is is that only shooting stars can break the mold. Anyways, how do I not know what the next lyric is? Because uh, I think that's like the end of a, a verse. Oh, okay. I was about to, like, panic, because I was like, I guess I need to listen to All-Star, like, 20 more times oh, to really yeah. get a hang of it. Let's get on top of that. Uh-huh. I remember in our first episode, when we talked about the first opening cinematic, seeing, 
seeing Sora look at a shooting star come down and saying, or at least thinking, there's no way that they knew what that meant at the time. Or it was just bland imagery then. And uh-huh. I was like, well, they made it work. Yeah. <laughs> but there's that follow-up. Uh, but yeah, that's more or less the, 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 the two things I can even remember, really, that aren't just them running and swinging swords at people. Game begin. Game start. We open, and it's late evening on Destiny Islands. A figure with uh, sort of like a ponytail and gray hair is facing away from the camera, standing on the beach on Destiny Islands. He's an adult whom we, uh, uh, young adult, I guess, whom we've never seen. And he is looking away from us and he says, This world is just too small. Then we do a quick cut to like that same vantage point. It's a um, small world after all. It's a small. <laughs> uh, uh, how did this world get so small? <laughs> I'm um, so glad that we've entered that game. <laughs> it's a joke that won't even make sense for a few episodes. Um, uh, we do a jump cut to that same vantage point, but uh, it's it's darker, so it's nighttime, and I guess with, in full context, you'd realize that it's also not the same day. It's a different point in time, and there is a black clo- cloaked figure who is standing in the same place as that last person, uh, but this time, uh, but that cloaked figure is carrying a, another person who is wrapped in a like I'm a not sheet? describing this well. Can you save me, Joe? It's it's it, so it's the it's a black cloaked figure who we do eventually get a glance at their face and it's the old man that we've seen um in like the secret movie and whatever. This game is kind of interesting in that you probably saw the ending of it before it happened. I kind of like it as a framework. But mm-hmm. um so yeah, the person in a black cloak is holding uh someone smaller than them that is sort of wrapped in just a white sheet. It's not really a thing we've seen before, but he, I think, I don't think we can see much of their face before he sort of lays that no. body over the, the tree that the, the, the kids, the trio sit on, like on that isolated circle mm-hmm. island. That's the Paupu tree, right? Yeah. That's uh, he's... relevant, and I hadn't really thought about it. Uh, uh, the Oldman... Uh, in Leonard Gary, Nimoy voice. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, which can, who confusingly is played by Leonard Nimoy, says... Powerful casting there, decision. you see, an empty world, like a prison. I imagine you'll be right at home. Eh, that's not, not quite there. I'll have to get another shot next week. The, uh... Does that mean you're not going to do it again until next week? <laughs> well, I'm going to keep doing it badly until next week. Valid. The... Uh, the smaller figure, uh, moves for the first time, uh, we see, I oh, know he doesn't move yet, but we see his face, uh, and he looks like Roxas, as we mentioned, this is a character who we will soon learn is named Ventus, then, uh, we fade to black and text appears on screen that says, where am I, and Jesse McCartney voice, uh, who also plays Ventus, cause he's, he's playing Ventus in this game, Ventus says, who's there? Then, like, what is happening here? <laughs> uh, I was I was reading the confusion in your notes, and then uh-huh. and then you asked me. Uh, but yeah, he's kind of just drifting 
down like he's still in the white sheet or whatever he's sort of drifting downwards um kind of like the die of the heart things we've seen but not quite so defined i guess it's way more a eh, fucking abyss um mm-hmm. but yeah he the cloak disappears and he lands on what is the same thing as the stained glass but there's no stained glass there it's just solid white um it's very bright too it's very bright and the text on the screen comes up and says <laughs> this is a really weird thing um uh-huh it says i'm a brand new heart and ventus is like but this is why are you in my heart and the text on the screen replies uh the light brought me i saw it shining in the distance and followed it here and ventus replies yeah that was my light and Ventus looks down and the camera follows it and we see that um, this big presumably was a circle platform. It's not currently a circle. It's missing like a huge chunk. And Ventus continues, but my heart is fractured. And now the little I have left is slipping away, even though it's like 80% there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he's mostly fine. Mostly fine if we're judging by the circle. And the text says... Like, if his heart was a sandwich and there was just that much of a bite I, bite in it, I'd eat it. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on who took the bite, though, right? Presumably. If Xehanort took a bite of your sandwich. If but it Leonard was just Nimoy like... took a bite of my goddamn sandwich, you bet your ass I'm eating it. <laughs> the text on the screen replies to Ventus and says, Then you should join your heart with mine. And Ventus, understandably, is like, huh? And uh, a bright light appears i guess ventus doesn't really get a chance to say yes or no uh a bright light <laughs> yeah. sort of uh materializes the rest of the circle oh it took me a second to realize what this says but you shortened text on screen terms terms, terms of, of service, service says, says <laughs> no text on screen says now our hearts have touched nothing else will slip away and one day you'll be strong enough to win back the part that already did ventus says right thanks Text on screen says, it's time to wake up now. All we need to do is, and both the text on screen and Ventus, I, I wrote say in unison, but that's not how text on screen works. But there's text on screen that says the same thing that Ventus says, which is, open the door. Text on screen is my favorite character. <laughs> um, I have a, j- there's a, there's a joke I really want to make, and I'm not sure... If I should, so please feel free to edit this out. This is a really good setup so far. So, it's established in, like, the first line that this is a brand new heart, um, and it's, like, disembodied. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, so I guess in the Kingdom Hearts world, um, light begins at conception. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen, uh, so what this makes me think of... And a little bit less of a joke. Have you seen the film Mr. Nobody? Ironically titled, I guess, now that I think about it. <laughs> no, I have not. I don't know what this is. Uh, it's a good film if, um, well, it's kind of hard now to say to watch a, a Jared Leto starring film. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, uh, it is a, a really good film. He's not in it a whole lot because it kind of mm-hmm. covers, um, it covers one guy through different times in his life and also like different branching paths from one point um like possibilities or whatever and jerry little plays like the adult and he's like maybe there 
maybe a third. Uh, sure. And it's kind of long, but that movie starts with all these kids in heaven who don't exist yet, and they're like... That's... And it's like, that's kind of like similar mechanics of like, all right, we're about to ship you down. It's just ontologically troubling. It's all, isn't, yeah. isn't that also the premise of the boss baby? <laughs> it all comes back to the boss baby. Interstitial season two. <laughs> you've got, you've got uh disembodied. I guess I can't say who this text is. Text on you have screen dis- heart voice. You have text on screen heart voice. You have Mr. Nobody. You have the boss baby. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what happens? We, yeah, so as they say, open the door in unison, we cut back, we snap back to reality, up there goes gravity, and, oh wait, no, not yet, hold on, we're still not (laughs) snapped back to reality, as they say We do not currently have gravity. (laughs) Mother has not finished her spaghetti. (laughs) Um, please wait for dinner, it's not ready yet. As they both say, open the door, the bright light on the platform, uh, like, turns to, like, uh, flower petals, which uh, raise up and into the sky, and they reveal that below that white light was stained glass the whole time. what a fucking surprise. (laughs) That's the twist ending of Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Surprise! There is exactly what it normally is. Um, uh, The stained glass is of, uh, it shows Ventus and some, like, multicolored uh, charms that are sort of in star shapes mm-hmm. and a, a a landscape image of a sort of plateaui desert. Oh, the you know the one we saw in the end of Kingdom Hearts, two, the secret movie. That yeah. one. Yeah. So now we can snap back to reality. That's right. And up oh, there goes gravity, and now we're back at the Destiny Islands, and the boy laying on this tree, I guess on his back, uh, just sort of. Just sort of raises his arm up skyward, <laughs> but is clearly not like, still unconscious. Yeah, just reflexively, I guess, and summons a keyblade, which is noticed by the old fucker, and the <laughs> uh, the keyblade sort of just starts to like glow at the end and shoots a beam up into the sky, and um, yeah, just kind of like makes some fireworks in the sky. It doesn't really like visibly confirm that anything really happened but the the old man in the cloak like smiles which like he has that kind of face where like you know that's not like a good smile it's like an evil smile and uh he sort of opens his eyes the 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 boy ventus and then the this scene sort of fades and he's waking up um in his bed and it looks it's it's very similar to the opening of kingdom hearts 2 with roxas and that, like, yeah, it's a, it's it's different trinkets, but it's a it's a similarly laid out bedroom with the bed right by the window and a similar looking different boy. style of trinkets, but a lot of them still. Yeah. And yeah, and also basically the same boy, same boy, and weirdly eerie dreams that they're waking up from. Sorry, I went silent there for a little bit. I did have to fix a spelling error in my notes because now that I share them, I'm very self conscious apparently. I'm really looking forward to, oh, I, 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 that's the one that you changed, was the note that I was really excited to get to. Um, oh, <laughs> yep. Uh, which I guess I won't spoil. Um, but yeah, so he wakes up in his bed, and he looks out the windows and sees shooting stars going down. He says, a meteor shower! And I think we pointed out before, but I do want to mention again, 
in case people don't listen to the answer report, Jesse McCartney's a really good voice actor, and he does a really good oh, he's job. He's so good. He does a really good job as Roxas and Ventus both, but he does a really good job playing them like two distinct people. Ventus is like so excitable, mm-hmm. and Roxas is just dead. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a heart. Um, yeah. So he runs out of his room, super excited about the uh the meteor shower and we get the title card that says land of departure your notes say cue the motherfucking butt rock god i hate this song i don't it's even remember so it bad you're in this world uh, for like two pull it minutes up so you before the game starts <laughs> uh i'm pulling it up right now great just so that like super excited you can believe me of how bad it is we should uh we should make less jokes so we can get through the game faster <laughs> Okay. And that's like so not genuine, but also like 20% genuine. Okay. I, I've already copied it, so I'm at least pasting it over. That's fine. I mean, I'm fine with episodes running longer, too, but. Yeah, I'm fine with this one going long. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, These are some yeah, drums. Uh huh. Um. So we watch the boy learn how to move, and it's boring. It's a tutorial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he it's, goes it's, up. It's to... really funny though, because it is like he's running to a place, and he's just like, "I got time to beat up this thing." It's... I got time to beat up this giant baby's. Uh, <laughs> what do you call that? A mobile. mobile? Yeah. A giant baby's mobile. Yeah. It's um. It's just weirdly like like it's very video game, but it's also like. Yeah. That's not a thing that usually Kingdom Hearts pulls. <laughs> and they got Jesse McCartney to do it, so it's fun. Yeah, because yeah, they usually do the tutorial in the, like, in the dive to the heart, so it, it's fine because you're already disconnected from uh, mm-hmm. reality. And there's usually not, anyway. like, vocal cues. Mm-hmm. He walks up to the cliff's edge to get a better look of the meteor shower. He says, wow. Uh, we fade, uh, we pan up and fade to a little bit later that night, and he's lying down. And he says, why, did this, why does this seem so familiar? Uh, and he falls asleep on the cliff. Kid uh, sure does and... like to sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah, he just woke up. <laughs> Wait, are we to imagine that when we passed through time there, that he spent the whole day watching the meteor shower? I would believe And what is this universe wherein there's a meteor shower for a full day? The questions never stop. Anyway. So here's what's upsetting, because in a minute, in a minute, they're going to do the thing where it's like, what are all those stars up there? And someone's going to say, they say that they're other worlds, which is like, one, why are they giving off the light? And they they say it's the heart of the world. Two, what what are the implications of a meteor shower in that context? Yeah, (laughs) it's. That's that's pretty troubling. Anyways, um, no no world should move that fast. Although <laughs> I I guess ours does. Um, but I just don't want to think about that right now. <laughs> he falls asleep, and uh, I guess nothing is fast because it's all relative. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he falls asleep, and he wakes up to see uh, a young woman with blue hair whose name is Aqua, as we're about to learn. Uh, she's standing right above him, and it sort of startles him, and Ventus says, Whoa, give me a break, Aqua. She says, Ven, you hopeless sleepyhead. You know, you should have at least brought a blanket. And he says, What? Did I dream that place up? It really felt like I'd been there before, looking up at the stars. 
This that phrase, that line is almost like that cutscene was supposed to happen just a little bit later. Yeah, what is he referring to? I think he's referring to the Destiny Islands thing. Oh. That we saw, like, the last time he was asleep. Interesting. Aqua says, uh, yeah, he says, I felt like I'd been there before. And then Aqua says, except you've always lived here with us. He says, yeah, I know. They both sit on the cliffside together. He says, hey, Aqua, you ever wonder what stars are? Where light comes from? Why does the sunset red? <laughs> Aqua says, hmm, well, they say. And then a, a, our, our boy for this first run of episodes shows up. Austin Walker voice, big, strong man. <laughs> what? It's a good pull quote. He's cut sure. off by a tall boy who is uh, a tall boy of PBR um, named Tara <laughs> and says, every star up there is another world. And Aqua lets us know who is speaking by saying, Tara. And Tara replies, yep, hard to believe there are so many worlds out there besides our own. The light is their hearts, and it's shining down on us like a million lanterns. And Ventus is like, what? I don't get it. And Tara says, in other words, they're just like you, Ven. And Ventus is like, what does that mean? Which is, again, an understandable question. Tara replies vaguely by saying, you'll find out one day, I'm sure. And Ventus says, I want to know now. Tara, you're too young to know now. Ventus, quit treating me like a kid. And then Aqua laughs at this, like, kind of serious conversation all of a sudden. Laughs awkwardly to de-escalate. Tara says, hey, what are you laughing at? Aqua, I can't help it. You two would make the weirdest brothers. And then um, so, they all laugh. It's funny. It's for some reason, like, a thing that everybody hates on Aqua's voice actor, Willa Holland. She's an incredible actress. Uh, with, uh, like, really good pedigree, like, does a lot of good work. She plays uh, Thea Queen in Arrow, and she's great in that, too. She's super good. That's my hot take. You're just getting ahead uh, of people, any, any takes now, making yeah, your stance people clear. People are just not used to naturalistic voice acting in Kingdom Hearts because there's a lot of bad voice acting in Kingdom Hearts, including, here's my hot take, Tara's a fuck. Tara's actor is terrible <laughs> for the majority of this goddamn game. I I think it fits, but I do agree. <laughs> um, that's a lot of things where I'm like, it kind of like chalks up to the characterization. We're gonna get into it, but Tara is such a gullible yeah, shit. Yeah, I ta uh, I don't. I guess I can I spoil like something that happens near the end of his story because. I texted, I was playing it yesterday, and I texted a Snapchat of uh, it to, or I, snack, I didn't text a Snapchat, I Snapchatted Jory, um, text that said, put Peter Pan in his place, and uh, Jory was like, <laughs> well, I have to play Birth by Sleep now. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, what was I going to compare it to? This is a... This is a fucking bold comparison because the text in which it's in is not actually good, but it's similar. It makes me think of, it's not necessarily similar, but it makes me think of people thinking that Kristen Stewart's a bad actress because Twilight's bad, but like right. she's nailing that role. It's a very boring role. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think Aqua's a boring character. No, I think, I think she's she very uh, like subdued. But like that's the right. She point. is a she. Yeah, she is a subdued person, and she's like a tired person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there's a lot that's interesting going on there that I 
that legitimately I don't think the script does as well uh, of a job showing as her performance does. Um, I don't think the game really gives her that much to work with, uh, but she does a good job with it. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, and I... They all <laughs> laugh and they're having a great time. Just, just to complete the, the trilogy of saying Jesse McCartney's good. Agreed. We sort of fade to black and fade back up to indicate a passage of time, and Aqua says, Oh yeah, Tara, you and I have our Mark of Mastery exams tomorrow. I made us good luck charms. And we saw these same good luck charms in the stained glass. They're the little star-shaped uh, glass things. Uh, when do charms? Do we ever get their names in text? Uh, I don't think so. I, I realized that she does. She just says good luck charms, and she says, "Oh, they're based on a thing in this scene." Hey, this is Joe. I'm recording this while I'm editing the episode. I normally let I got a lot of dumb shit that we say on this uh, podcast just kind of go uncorrected, but it does seem obnoxious that I don't correct this because when you get the wayfinder, it just pops up on the screen and says, "You got the wayfinder. It's now in your inventory." Uh, so that's probably that's probably it. It doesn't get said out loud until like way later in the game, so it's kind of just weak script writing. But that's pretend we're riffing on that and not uh, being dumb. But like, yeah, everyone who's ever played the games know kind of just like, oh yeah, they're called wayfinders. <laughs> Why? I'm gonna. You can keep going. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Do that. Google and figure she, out where the name comes from because you're right. She pulls out these three stars. Which um are yeah we the the stained they kind of look like they are stained glass but like solid color um I guess just glass then and uh has pulls out three of them and Ventus is like I get one too and Aqua says of course one for each of us Ventus is like yeah uh Aqua <laughs> says somewhere out there there's this tree with star shaped fruit and the fruit represents an unbeatable connection. I, is it unbeatable or did autocorrect change unbreakable? Oh, Either it way. should be. It should be unbreakable. <laughs> unbeatable connection. So as long as you and your friends carry good luck charm shaped, shaped like it, nothing can ever drive you apart. You will always find your way back to each other. Technically, I think you're supposed to make them with seashells, but I did the best with what I had. Uh, and Tara says a dumb line about us. Uh, sometimes you're such a girl. And she says, what do you mean sometimes? And Ventus says, so this isn't a real good luck charm? And Aqua says, well, that's yet to be seen, but I did work a little magic on it. And Ventus says, what, really? And then Aqua uh, repeats, this time the notes got it, an unbreakable connection. Um, so they each get one Aqua's that she makes for herself is blue, Terra's is an earthy brown color, and Ventus's is green. Um, and she lifts hers up, uh, and I, I don't know if they all do. The notes don't say, I don't remember. Terra says, well, tomorrow's the exam. Anyone want to spar? And Ventus says, I can take you. And then there's a bunch of combat tutorials where you trade off as characters. Um, yeah, you fight as Terra first, and then I think you fight as Aqua. Well, no, then you, like, choose who you fight as. I think, I think they make you play as Aqua, and then you choose um, for, like, a last match. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, but, um, yeah, they, they do that. Um, Ventus, after they're done, says, trust me, you guys are ready. You're going to clean up at the exam tomorrow. And Tara says, I hope it's that easy. Aqua says, it's like the master said, power is born within the heart. When the time is right, you just need to look inside yourself and you'll find it there. Ventus says, oh, we don't want to lose track of stuff that's happened. We should save our game. 
<laughs> I'm laughing at my own joke. Uh, he doesn't actually say we should save our game. Uh, but you got I wrote me that to read it, notes. though. As if he did. Um, uh-huh, yeah, no, he... But it's... Yeah, he does look at a save point and say, we don't want to lose track of what's happened. And in retrospect, that's really funny. It's <laughs> it's so immersion-breaking. I'm so glad the... Ventus said it is why it's funny. Um, yeah. Oh, no. Because he fucking doesn't know anything ever. <laughs> yeah. And nor does anyone that looks like him. Uh, and then <laughs> they go back. Um, Aqua is alone on the cliff and clutches her own good luck charm and says, together always. And then uh, I see you have said that all of them uh-huh. are speaking at yep. the same time, but it does say ATV. So all-terrain yep. vehicle says uh-huh. that would be the last night we'd ever spend beneath the same stars. And then, uh, you, yep, cut to Mickey Mouse floating on a book in the ocean. At this point, um... Where's Sora? <laughs> this is the video game with Sora in it. I know a Kingdom Heart. I heard that, that like that same bit about Kingdom Hearts 2 and like I was so def- defensive of it because Roxas is good. Roxas is so good. Roxas is good. And I I don't actually I don't know if I can defend these kids as much as I can defend Roxas, but I think Birth by Sleep's really good. Aqua is great. Aqua and Ventus I love so much. I could throw Terra in the fucking garbage. The only uh, yeah. good thing he ever does is beat up Peter <laughs> Pan, and we won't get there for a few eps. Uh, um, Riley compared him to Anakin, and it both ruined and redeemed him at the same time. Um, Well, it's a good comparison, because yeah. both go from just being people to, nah, I could kill a kid real quickly. <laughs> um, Anyway... Uh, Mickey Mouse is like floating on a book it's in the ocean uh, but then it's like a vortex and he's yelling and having a very bad time but then the vortex dissipates and it's clearly like some sort of like uh, mirage challenge because he just appears in Yen Sid's tower and Mickey is dressed differently than we've seen it's ca- he's kind of got he's more a, of a Sora he's vibe on going on the game grid yeah yeah no he does have like a like a vest it's it's it, I mean, it's, it's, like, more complicated than what he was wearing in 2. It's more Nomura. Yeah. Uh, Yin Sid is there. Who says, Mickey, I cannot shake the feeling that something terrible is about to transpire. Mickey is like, what? And then we, uh, pan over to the, st- I guess that's just fucking, that scene's fucking done, because we pan over and then cut away <laughs> to, uh, like, a stained glass dive to the heart thing, uh, which my notes do say stained class, which is what happens, I guess, after a food fight the, in school. The camera spins around, and our three heroes are running on treadmills as dramatic sci-fi music is playing. No one's played Jet Force Gemini, but this joke is really funny. Um, I'll take your word for it. It's. I'm not going to justify it further than that. But, is that um the same as is that the same as Jet Set Radio? Not at all. Okay. Are you sure? Positive. <laughs> but they both have jet in our three words. You know what else has jet? <laughs> the monkey, the HD what? gaming. Um, Hell yeah. He chooses Terra, which is, I, I mean, I guess the correct choice. When I was in, it was uh, right after my first year of college is when I picked these games up. Like, the first time I played these games as like an adult, um, or closer to an adult, was was then, and I 
Googled for like a while trying to figure out what the recommended order was. And like vehemently I was pointed towards Ventus Aqua Terra. And like so much so that I committed it to memory, but I'm bumped. No, they changed that to got it memorized. Yeah, I got it memorized. And then when I hadn't played the game in years, I was like, isn't that just the order on the screen? Uh, <laughs> and no. it's, it's not. The game is uh, Terra Ventus Aqua, which also is like the order they leave the land of departure, which is. It makes sense. Um, I, of course, played uh, ATV because I was like, yay, I finally get to play as a woman, so I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. Um, but that's like the one that people say don't do because it's spoilers or whatever. They all spoilers mean nothing to me. Spoiled each other. Mm-hmm. Like you talked to Ventus like three times in Terror Story, and the third time he just kind of like, here's everything about me. Here's what happened in my thing. Yeah, which, like, Tara already knew. <laughs> Here's why my life is hell. Yeah. Um, yeah so just we the, pick... The, the study group gets together, like, ah, this is why I'm depressed this week. Yeah! <laughs> it really do be like that. Let's fight an old man. So we pick Tara. We pick Tara. Uh, your notes say that the game describe Tara as a disciplined young man. That's questionable. Who feels compelled to find greater strength? That's probably true. He relies yep. on brute force in combat. I played almost entirely with spells. <laughs> we cut to a uh, pretty castle throne room. Uh, um, I originally had written um, just Hanzo from Overwatch. It is a bit decided... Hanzo. Hanzo voiced by Mark Hamill. Uh, I erased that and just wrote a man with a scarred face and good hair um, because. That's that also describes this character, Ericus, who will, it actually takes a while before you hear his name, but his name is Ericus, Master Ericus. Um, and then uh, Xehanort, who I've written down as uh, the oldest man in the fucking universe, uh, who's the old man from the end of the who. The, you know, this same, is where you get same you old put man. two and two together. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, old man at never, the end of they never give you a second to even think that he's a good guy. No, no. The, the the old man played by Leonard Leonard Nimoy. L- Leonard Nimoy's incredible performance as Gary Oldman. Uh He is the old man we saw in the Kingdom Hearts two final, uh, the secret movie, and we're also about to learn that his name is Xehanort. So you can put two and two together. We've heard the name Xehanort before. Anyway, Xehanort and Ericus are sitting on two of three thrones in the throne part of the throne room. Terra and Aqua are standing at attention, and Ventus is sort of watching. Uh, on the side, uh, but Ventus snaps to attention when uh, when Ericus stands up, and Ericus says, Today you will be examined for the mark of mastery. Not one, but two of the Keyblade's chosen ones stand here as candidates. But this is neither a competition nor a battle for supremacy. Not a test of wills, but a test of heart. Both of you may prevail or neither. But I am sure our guest, Master Zehanort, did not travel all this way to see our youngest prospects in years fall short of the mark. I trust you are ready. And Aqua and Terra at the same time say yes. Ericus says, then let the examination begin. Has... Hmm. There's a lot of things. Like, I, I heard a story, I don't know if this is true, that Nomura really wanted these two masters to be... Uh, Luke and Spock. <laughs> yes, I have read that as well. 
I don't know if it's true. Ericus is an anagram of square, though. So, like, the two strongest people are Disney backwards and an anagram of square, which is dumb. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean... They do the, the mark of mastery. It's sort of. They try. Xehanort's a, a summon Yeah, he, like, darkness. waves his hand, and it makes things... And it makes things go wrong. Yeah, he does a, a whooshy in the darkness, go, ooh, and then bad. And, like, nobody notices it, but the camera notices it. Like, ooh, he's a bad. He's a bad. <laughs> they fight the darkness on the light bulbs. And even though Vin's on the sidelines, he's just fucking part of it now. And he will, like, never get the recognition for doing the same goddamn Arc of Mastery test. Which is, right. presume, like, so easy. This is the <laughs> easiest thing in the fucking game. Fight some fucking ghastlies with a sword. Uh -huh. Anyways, they can't fight back. <laughs> they defeat the orbs. Uh-huh. And Ericus says, That was unexpected, but one must keep a still heart even in the most trying of circumstances. That was an excellent test, one I chose to let unfold. Also, I didn't really know how to fix it, just kind of let it happen. <laughs> Which bring he didn't say that. Which brings us to our next trial. Now, Terra and Aqua, the two of you will face each other in combat. Remember, there are no winners. Only truths. For when equal powers clash, their nature is revealed. Begin. And then they fight. Um, and uh, Aqua is like sort of winning. And then in this fight that doesn't have winners. Uh, but she has like the upper hand. And uh, Terra like briefly has like a darkness on his hand. Like an ooh spooky. And um, then it. And like an ooh spooky? Yeah, it's like an ooh spooky. You got the ooh darkness, ooh. <laughs> I, I was about to make fun of you, but that is a good way to describe <laughs> what happens. It's fair. I mean, you could do both. You could be like, yeah, <laughs> it's true, but you did say ooh spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he uses the darkness at one point, or at least the darkness kind of takes hold of him briefly. It's there. Uh, we don't see how the fight ends. We just sort of fade out before that. And we cut back to Ericus, uh, speaking to the two of them, and he says, We have deliberated and reached a decision. Terra, Aqua, you both performed commendably. However, only Aqua has shown the mark of mastery. Both of them seem, like, surprised by this, and he continues, Terra, you failed to keep the darkness within you sufficiently in check. But there is always next time. That is all. Aqua, as our newest Keyblade Master, you are entitled to certain knowledge. Please wait here for further instruction. <laughs> the Jedi wouldn't tell you this story. <laughs> yeah, so that's weird, right? That's kind of awkward, huh? Maybe he just sucks. I mean, maybe it's that's, like uh, that's my take. It's like uh, I would imagine, like I'm too gay to drive, but like I imagine if two teenagers <laughs> were to like go and try and get their driver's license at the same time, and one of them did and one of them didn't. It'd be like, oh, fuck, I mean, I guess we're not hanging out Saturday. Or should I pick you up? Or, like, that's weird. That's fucking weird to, like, <laughs> navigate. Uh-huh. Um, so Aqua's like, hey, bud. And Ventus walks up, who was also there the whole time, and says, Tara, I'm sorry. And Tara says, the darkness. Where did it come from? Um, your notes point out that this next cut is not subtle. Uh, Xehanort leaving the room, and as he's going uh down the stairs there's a f um he, he talks to a figure that we don't see um and he says what do you make of ventus 
and the figure that sounds familiar, but is also like the aesthetic of their suit looks kind of familiar. Um, cause it's very like that proto scene kind of fleshy thing that we've seen yeah, before, yeah, but it it's is like, kind of, it is kind of like darkness Riku. Yeah. But it's a little different. It's different. It's red and black, which is if you go, different. if you go down in my notes, you'll see that I described this character as a mashup of a power ranger and a Spider-Man villain from the clone saga. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Um, he's holding a biker helmet in his hand. We don't see his head. Fucking radical. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Um, and he says in a voice that kind of sounds familiar, but with way more attitude, he ain't going to cut it. Somebody's got to break that loser in. It's Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, Xehanort <laughs> says, not here you won't. I have to keep up appearances. Um, and I almost just said his name. Uh, the character says, I know that. He just needs a little more incentive to leave home. And then, yeah, that's the Power Ranger Spider-Man villain. Um, we cut to all-terrain vehicle. Yep. Tara says, Sorry, but I need some time alone. And um, they let him go. Tara is... This is where... I would say, like, this moment is where uh, we are going to branch off from in the other stories. Because, like, this is, like... This is the stuff we're not yeah. going to see in the other stories. And then... Uh, That's right. There's going to be some context missing in a minute when we see Ventus. And because it's that moment... And we've been talking for 50 minutes. Do you want to call it here? And then this is just kind of an encapsulated intro episode. Yeah. yeah. For that. Let's do that. That's a good place to stop. Cool. What happens now? Uh, uh, we talk about... Uh, you tell me about internet. Uh, yeah, I can, I'll talk about some things that people are going to skip. Um, uh, <laughs> you can follow... But don't this time. Hey, maybe this time don't. Yeah. Do me a solid? Do me a solid. I mean, you can, but I'm not. I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about like some really cool fan art to look at. And oh, it's so good. You better stick around for that. And then as soon as you hear it, bail. I don't give a shit. So, I, so everything Wheel says unimportant. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at <laughs> Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O. So we do this spinoff show called Interstitial, um, which is like the Kingdom Hearts inspired actual play. You should listen to it. It's really good. Um. Patrons of the our, our Patreon have heard the whole season because we released it all at once, but it's coming out on its own public feed. Um, we've gotten a couple pieces of fan art based on it, and my favorite is definitely Larkseen the Hedgehog because um, it's all I've ever wanted in life, I think. Um, it's all led up to this moment. But um, Do you have that person's uh, Twitter handle I to credit them? Aryazard, I think. I, th I think I'm pronouncing it right. That sounds like a way to pronounce those letters. Yeah. A R R Y A Z A R D. Um, it's really good, and I'm so glad that uh, I'm so glad that um, Lark Scene the Hedgehog exists in a visual medium mm -hmm. and not just in audio. It's so good. It's it's a blessing. Or it's it's also tagged Interstitial AP, which you can use if you tweet about that show. Uh, other shows I do include Bed Bath and Bionicle. Uh, just look it up. I don't. You don't even need a pitch beyond that name. And uh, we are watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast with my friend Jory. Um, what do you got, Wheels? Uh, I don't know. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash thetravisw. And I also do a podcast called Very Random Encounters, wherein some friends and I play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible. We're still rolling through our shonen anime-inspired post-apocalypse story. There are... Uh, Paternal revelations, there are evil skeleton grandfathers, <laughs> um, there are crystal mothers, 
um their magic powers dark gods light gods i love undertale um bone manipulation uh, you do yeah. love undertale and that's basically what it is um <laughs> still rolling through that season we're getting close to the end of it though very random encounters it's a good show thanks uh let's see you so i already mentioned our patreon you can support our patreon patreon.com slash memorizecast um you can join our discord the link to that is in the notes or description of this episode you can also find it on our pinned tweet on our twitter page which is twitter.com slash memorizecast you can uh you, you, I'm sure you can do a lot of things. Uh, the problem is the next thing I have to plug isn't something that starts with you can. So I was like, is there a segue? There isn't. I'm going to let it fizzle out. The theme music of this show is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Leg Day, courtesy of Game Chops. You could have gone with, you can find our theme music on Game Chops. It's a song called Dearly Beloved. It's a remix by Leg Day. I am so set in my ways. I... I don't need to spell my name when I say my Twitter handle, but I can't not. It hurts. Uh-huh. If I stop early, I feel incomplete. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yeah, that's probably it. Bye. That was Land of Departure. Got, Got it. it. Memorized? We were together. My name is Joe. And I'm Jory. And we are watching One Piece. That's it. That's the podcast. Yep. Uh, so we talk about the anime called One Piece uh, about once a month. It takes a while to watch One Piece, but I'm currently caught up with the show. I just started it. So you can join us while we talk about loving the rubber boy, vaping Sanji, our son Chopper, and his murder mom Robin. <laughs> Other <laughs> loving nicknames to be decided as we go along. You can find us on iTunes or your app of choice. And until you tune in, to be continued.